Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Do a podcast. Matter of fact, this will be the last podcast of the actual summer. I know summer is September 21st, but let's be honest. Labor Day, it's over. I'm out tomorrow. Al's out tomorrow. Next week, Al's out. I don't. I don't know if I'm doing a podcast. No, we'll you're a four-hour show, Jerry. I could, That's plenty. I might. Perhaps I say we I start fresh. It. The new fall season. I'll make that decision. When I'm All not right. here, you do them with Eddie. That's true. So I could do one. I'm just not sure if I want to. Right. So we'll see. That said, last one of the summer between me and you. How are you? But when the whole time, well, like I've only hosted a four-hour show once, and that was on Monday. I didn't do a podcast after. It was, it's too much. I do, but I... Uh, I know you do it. I do. Yeah. yeah. I know, but it's... it's I don't and know. I do the warm-up show with you for an hour. Right. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. It's very aggressive. No warm-up show next week. So no warm-up show next week. No warm-up show tomorrow or next week. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow we're both off, so no warm-up no show idea. tomorrow. <laughs> we're not here. <laughs> or next week. Right. We'll be back for the new fall season. I used to love the new fall season for TV back when we it was all... was important? Yeah, like, you know, it was important. We all used to watch CBS, NBC, yeah. ABC, Fox. Like you, like, you would get, when school started, the new fall season Do you of think... all your favorite shows are back, and they would try out some cool new shows. Do you some think shows you suck. watch... Any new programming on network television? No. None, right? Nothing. Mostly repeats and DVRs and... Yeah. The only thing I watch on network television is the NFL. Right. And Dateline 2020. But no sitcoms, no, no. dramas. I, we nothing. watch Blue Bloods. We do like that on CBS. Uh, not that I watch it every week, but we do watch it a lot. That is yeah. one show. Man, I my wife watches Grey's Anatomy still. That might be the only thing I watch is Blue Bloods on a regular basis on network television. Yeah. And there's certainly I, no, like, you know, comedy that I watch every week. I used to love must-see TV. Yeah, it was a big deal. Thursday nights. Also didn't have the options we have now. Right. A lot of options now. Speaking of which, one of the options, and I was asking Bobby Dwyer this, who uh, works uh, on the program, he lives in Wappingers Falls. It's a b- bit of a ride. So I asked him, I said, are you considered the Hudson Valley? Oh, sure. And he said he is considered the Hudson Valley. So on the Travel Channel, which is on your cable for mm. most people, but I, I watched it on the Discovery Plus app that I have, there was a show called Alien Invasion Hudson Valley. 
And it was about how over many years, the Hudson Valley has been a hotbed for UFO and paranormal activity. Why is that? Well, that's what they're trying to figure out. Why is that? Why here in the Hudson Valley? And they don't really have an answer other than is that maybe that uh, the magnetic fields right. up there or something. But there are many people up there in this documentary talked to them. There are many people up there that claim to have been visited by aliens their entire life. Right. And one guy, one guy had this, this uh, thing, Jerry, that they interviewed where he... Had it, he, he, you know, they couldn't tell whether these are dreams or are they being visited by aliens mm-hmm. in real life or is it, or is this a dream that they're having? So this one guy said he, he had what he thought was a dream about aliens abducting him. And when he woke up, he was face down in his pillow and there was blood everywhere. Okay. And he had a bloody nose. And in the dream, they were putting, they were sticking things up his nose. Right. Perhaps he had a bloody nose. So he went to the doctor, and the doctor pulled out a large item from his nose. You never think maybe he did it while he was sleeping? That they don't know what it is. Right. That is a possibility. Of course it's a possibility. But what's weird is when you, you know, as I'm watching this, and what's really nice is the people that host the show take it very seriously. So they're very nice to the people they're talking to who claim to have these stories. But you start to think, like, the people they're talking to really believe something happened to them. Mm-hmm, sure. So what is it? Do they do they have uh, uh, some sort of mental disorder? What is it a disorder? Or do they are they having very vivid dreams? I, I think, and we've it's happened to us too. Not necessarily aliens and things of that nature, but I've certainly had dreams where I've woken up and it's taken me a few minutes to realize I was sleeping to re- regather yourself and that it didn't happen. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that they're mentally disturbed. I mean, there's a lot going on in your brain and there's a lot of stress in your life for most people. And who knows, maybe the guy was going through a bitter divorce. Maybe he was having a lot of trouble at work. Maybe his kids were being, who knows what's going on in their lives. And I do think other people, I mean, hell, people sleepwalk all the time and do things and don't realize they did it. And they're told about it the next day. And I don't mean alcohol related. I mean, in their sleep. So the notion that someone might hurt themselves while they're sleeping is not unusual, and I don't think that means they have a mental defect. It just could be a, a sleep disorder. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, There's a lot of people that do th- weird things when they sleep. I still don't like the idea that we that the amount of video and the clarity of video has not really changed, and and, and now we all have high quality mm-hmm. 4k cameras in our hands at all times and yet we don't see anything of note do we right right it's still nothing because i still better believe- than what we had because there's nothing there that's what sucks i want there to be aliens i do not you don't no yeah you know I what don't. you're right i don't want aliens I, what, if, what, if, what if they turn out to be you know like hitler you really want that no i'll pass thanks um i Listen, I will always say, I, I am not saying it's impossible because that world, that universe is endless. God knows what's out there. But if you're asking me, I'm, I don't believe it, no. So a very interesting part of this Hudson Valley thing where you say, why the people of the Hudson Valley, yes. Jerry? One of the things that they, 
that the, that there's a, supposedly a very rare protein in some people's blood. Okay. It's called RH. So you you would be either you have RH blood or you don't. It's not a blood type like B positive and It's o. something in the blood. It's something in the blood and only I think they said 10% of the US population has it. But they found that the people who have been visited by these aliens <laughs> who claim to have been visited by the aliens 60% of those people's blood had the had the RH in it. One of the theories of the people hosting the program. They're being injected? No, but that the aliens are very interested in RH blood for genetic reasons for their planet that they've targeted these people. Your thoughts? I have none. How do they know who these people are? The aliens? Come on. Do you hear yourself? I do. It is ridiculous. And there were many times I wanted to turn it off, and I was like, oh, let me just see where this goes. But it goes. kept you hooked, didn't it? It did. Keep, it did I, because I was it's the unknown. Hooked. Yes. You know, and it's the same, I think, I don't know if this is controversial to say this or not. All right. If it is, tell me, and we'll edit it out. Okay. But can't you, in a way, can't you compare people's beliefs in aliens to people's beliefs in God? Yes, we're all... You've never really seen it. Nothing is proven. People have moments mm-hmm. where they believe that a higher power interceded and had something to do with something, but there's no proof. And unless you're going to show me an alien, all it is is people's figments of their imagination. Right. And again, not saying it's impossible. Just like I'm not saying God doesn't exist. Don't know. And I don't know about the aliens, but I to think probably not in both cases. Right. You don't have, you like physical proof. Yeah. I mean, yes. And I know there have been TV shows that have been done about someone that saw a white light and believes they passed away and they were at the gates of heaven. Okay. Again, could be your mind wandering towards the end of your life and then somehow you're brought, I don't know. And the same thing with the aliens. They woke up and there they were. And then all of a sudden they woke up and they were somewhere else. Well, how'd they get there? The aliens must have dropped them there. Oh, maybe. Yes. Or perhaps they slept, walked into a truck and someone <laughs> drove them and dropped them off somewhere. I have no idea. I mean, seriously. So let me get this Who straight. Knows? One of your alien abduction theories is that perhaps someone was sleepwalking into a truck and got driven. Like the truck I, guy they didn't were hitchhiking. know. Right. The truck guy didn't know he had them, maybe even. Yeah. They, maybe they wandered into the delivery truck. The truck went down the road. They walked out, and they said, aliens dropped me off here. We don't yes. know. Th- that's about as good as a as an idea as the fact that they were abducted by aliens, and their brain was studied for alien science. Right. Uh, you know, neither one's provable. So it's just a theory. And my theory is no worse than yours. Right. That's in true. hell, we got a guy sleeping nude in the Chase vestibule downstairs. <laughs> so the idea that someone would sleep sleepwalk and... I think an alien dropped him off there. Maybe. Could be. He was wondering how he got there. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if you spoke to people who have mental disorders, could you talk them into thinking they saw aliens? Yes, I do. I 100%. Like, if you lead them into questioning. Like, just just take it from this standpoint. And I'm sure, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I think most people know someone that's bipolar, that's got, or multiple personality, multiple personalities. I certainly know a couple of people like that. And what's bizarre to me is how, and you feel for them because they're, at least in my case, they're even aware of it and they try really hard, but sometimes whatever's going on inside your body 
things just click and they become a different person sometimes with with the snap of a finger and it's weird how someone can be you know so sweet and friendly one moment and then can look like a demon the next or just be rude and not nice and you know, I, I just think there's so much going on with our brains yes. and our chemical balances or imbalances in our body. I don't think a lot of us know what the hell we're doing half the time or thinking or seeing or reacting right. to. All right. If you're interested, it's called Alien. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, for the audience. Okay. Alien Invasion Hudson Valley. It's on the Travel Channel. I don't know if you can find it on demand or it's, I found it on the Discovery Plus app. Nice. It suggested a form. It must know I like aliens at this point. <laughs> like when I, I must be, it must know that I'm clicking on alien things. I hear you. You get, uh, here are your suggestions for Thursday. Good morning, Mr. Dukes. Here are your suggestions for Thursday. Alien invasion and girls gone wild. <laughs> like, huh, what should I watch first? These both sound terrific. Uh, also, uh, since I'm off next week, I was considering purchasing an edible. Go for it. And trying it. Yeah. But I'm afraid... Um, Where's Tom Izzo? Can we video it? Digital. <laughs> right. Yeah, I've been considering it. Like, why wouldn't I try an edible? I have no idea. Like a gummy bear. It's legal. Something. Right. I would we'll buy, buy it one. legally. I saw the store where I can buy one, I think. Why, why not try it? Go for it. Stony Patch Kids. I've heard they're very good. Stony Patch Kids? <laughs> I saw like a Rice Krispie Treat. Okay. Or a brownie. Or a brownie. Very tasty. Yeah. I think I don't the Rice Krispie Treat might be good. Like, I'm, I'm curious for people that do weed or edibles. What is the difference in feeling Yeah, between, like, what would be the difference in feeling of me having an edible versus having a couple beers? I don't know. I'm not an <laughs> edible weed person. Yeah, me I neither. <clears throat> so if you if you can explain that to me, yeah. Twitter me. Twitter you? Yeah. Hey, remember? <laughs> it might be a very similar feeling. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, what's the... I don't know. But yet there also has to be some difference where people would just have a couple beers. They wouldn't be this push for, let's get... Calories. Le- a weed legal, yeah. You could have someone that's very calorie conscious if a couple of gummy bears is going to give you the same effect as three beers. Yeah. You want the 360 calories or you want the, <laughs> the 30 calories? Yeah. Same feeling. I don't know. Then should I have a lot of Tostitos ready if I get the munchies? <laughs> We're going to have a report next week of a man rollerblading down Main Street in Bradley Beach, nude with binoculars on while eating Tostitos. <laughs> yep. And saying, peace out, brother. What I did with my vacation. Imagine though I become like a weed guy after this. Yeah. I'm just constantly like, uh, when you're like, what do you... You're going to go home and do what? I'll be like, I have smoke weed, I guess. Like usual, Jerry. You might become a very, very calm, chill person. Oh, my gosh. That Imagine if that was the secret to life all along. Imagine you smoking weed every day, getting gas at 3 a.m. I and mean, what the hell is going on <laughs> hey, around man. here? What's next? 69. <laughs> imagine I wouldn't even be like afraid of teenagers. They'd be like, hey, kids, that's so those skateboards are cool, man. Uh, yeah, I could. And then you start your Brazilian cool. jiu-jitsu and away you go. Here's an interesting thing, Jerry. I want to see where you stand on this. Um, This is happening in the UK, but people commenting on the article say that they do it here in the United States as well. And it's very weird to me. Okay. This is uh, for people who stay at hotels. Some people, upon checkout, Mm -hmm. 
check out. Right, you know, when their when their stay is over. Yeah. They strip the bed and leave the pile for the uh the hotel staff. Why? To help them? I guess they feel it's the right thing to do is that if you were a guest there, you strip the bed down, fold it up and put it at the foot of the bed for the hotel staff to come take it and wash it. Okay. I mean, I've never in a million years done it. And I've stayed in a thousand hotels. And you, I would never, would never cross my mind. Never even think to do that. No. Yeah. I actually, no, no. Okay. But then again, I don't, t- I never leave tips either. Me neither. And it's another thing I never think to do. A housekeeper commented, quote, as a housekeeper, this makes me very happy when customers do this. Saves us an extra job and makes it easier. So all they have to do then is go in, make the bed with brand new sheets and blankets and pillowcases, and then it cuts down the time that they're in every room. Although, I never even thought of that. Although my guess is the you get so good at that that they could strip a, bur- a bed Probably. in like 30 seconds legitimately. What, you ever wonder like what? They find in oh hotel my rooms. god yeah I do like what the garbage pails most, most must be in them what the bed like when you oh. every ro- think of how big a hotel is every room you go into is a mystery yes every single time you walk in what's going to be in the toilet what's going to be in the shower what's going to be on the bathroom floor what's going to be when I pull the covers back on that bed you're right you know if someone murdered someone if there was a lot of sexy time going on and you know like people are I guarantee when people are having sexy time in hotels that they have a total disregard. Right. They're not home. It's not their house. Right. That's like anything. People are very free to do things they would not do in their own home. They're probably squirting everywhere. (laughs) You know what I mean? Total disregard. (laughs) It's disgusting. Wow. Treat the hotel like you would. I guess you thought of this. (laughs) Treat the hotel like you would treat your home. Al just said they're squirting everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like, they don't care. I, I suppose. I told you my friend Paul, who I did the podcast with, he used to, um, when he if he was going on a, to a hotel, like going to Atlantic City for yeah. the night, that's when he would bring his clippers to shave his pubes, and he would just leave it on the floor. That's terrible. I mean, to just leave it there, man, that's disgusting. Is he proud of that? Does he still do that? I don't know. I haven't. I won't. I refuse to share a hotel room with them. Now. That is hard. now. I will. Like I shave my chest hair for sure. Yeah. Whenever I'm in a hotel, but I clean it. Why do you choose the hotel to do it in? Because I do know that they're even when you clean it, like at home, even when you clean it, you never get it all. Right. At least I know in the hotel they're going in there and they're washing the hell out of it. But there's no chance. I'm just leaving it there. I make sure I clean it pretty good. You mean like easier. with clippers, your hair, chest hair? A uh, razor. Oh, razor. Yeah, yeah. You yep. razor your hair, but when you, and you rinse it in the sink. No, 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 no. I use the electric. Oh, oh, okay. So and it falls right down oh, okay, to the yeah, towel. Yeah. Right. The towel into the toilet. Get rid of the hair. So yeah. you flush your hairs instead of throwing them in the yeah, garbage. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do in that case. Yeah. I'm causing, but it's like it's not that much. It's not right. that big a deal. It's not like you know. It's not like you just shaved a zebra. <laughs> <laughs> What are all these white and black hairs doing <laughs> in the bathroom floor? Right. <laughs> Did someone shave a zebra down here? Yeah, I, I mean, like that you picked zebra of all the furry animals. I don't know. It just popped into my head. <laughs> because it's got to be nine, ten years ago I started shaving my chest. Not not to the bare skin. Right. You clip it. Never done that. 
but I would shave it to like a level like one on the razor, you trim you know, it on the up, electric yeah. razor. So ever since then, every couple of weeks I do it. So it's never that much, but it's still, you know, I don't want to do it in my house. Right. I mean, I do, but when I, with Rutgers, oh my God, like every three days, I'm, <laughs> oh, this is great. Give it one length <laughs> on a hotel room. Here we go. Done. I'm going to, I'm going to Atlantic City, I think Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Maybe Any we'll good bring... shows? No, there's really nothing going I on. I wanted to right? go see OAR this Saturday night. Couldn't get tickets. Where are they playing? They're playing the Hard Rock. Really wanted to go. Oh, really? Tickets sold out. Wow. Even secondary market, nothing. So, like, all right, well, that would have been fun. I, was I haven't, you know what? This weekend. I didn't look for, I only looked in, I'm going to Borgata. Yeah. So I only looked in Borgata. Okay. But I should look around. See yeah, I would look at the Hard Rock. Um, I don't know where else. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll go with you next Thursday. Hmm. Oh, right, I got to work with Sal, actually. No. Uh, That's right. All right. All right, Jerry, what do you say we do the warm-up show? Enjoy your vacation and your Thank time you. off. And uh, I will, God, I hate to say this. I'll see you after Labor Day. That does stink, right, that Jerry? That sucks. That means, like you said, summer's officially over, like, September 21st, 22nd, but no, We'll over. have good weather through October. Oh, yeah. Even but, through, no, sometimes even into November, yes. it's not terrible. But this this really blows, to it be does honest blow. with you. I hate it. I can't stand the summer being over. Yeah. Oh, well. And we start uh, year 15 of uh, Boomer, at least, being on in the morning. That's right, after Labor Day. After Labor Day. So that means that after Labor Day, that'll be four years from Craig's departure. Yes. Wow. Goes very fast. Yeah, no kidding. Very fast. I'm well aware. Yeah. All right, let's do the warm-up show, Jerry. That also went very fast. We'll see you. Well, Jerry and I won't see you tomorrow. I'll see you Monday, me and Al, Tuesday after Labor Day. Yes. Enjoy Jerry and Sal next week. Right on. They'll be kicking butt. All right. So. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, Alexa, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. Oh, that is true. It's a couple minutes after 5 o'clock, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. What do you say? Hello, the Eddie Scazzeri. I haven't seen you yet this morning. Nice to see you here. And along the way, we've got a cross for me. His name is Al Brandon. What's up, Al? Good morning, Jerry. You're wearing the uh, Bruce Springsteen scarf around your neck like you're trying to hard, hard your uh, chicken neck or something. No, I have a Old fat man neck, neck, actually. Fat neck? I have a fat neck. I have a chicken neck. This is so I don't forget my uh, the thing over my nose. Why are you still have, you still have to do that? I've told you I've after what's happened the last few weeks I'm back baby. You're back to wearing uh, scarves. And happy to do it. Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, very much so. I'm still out for that. I do whatever you want. I don't really give a crap what you do. Right. I'm wearing the mask and very happy to do so. Well, you're protecting us. 
Great. Even Which better. Which is nice of so you. So I won't be a super spreader. Uh, yes, I suppose that you could say that, Jerry. They say this loud and clear. Spreader. I don't give a crap what you think what I'm doing, mm-hmm. nor do I give a crap what you're doing. Live your life. Live, Al. Well, this, Live. this whole format is based on giving a crap what other people do that we really don't. Like, you don't, do you care, like, what the baseball players do, what the football players do? That's Yeah, I just mean you and your personal life. Oh, my personal life? You could go have sex with 17 women tonight. I don't care. Have you heard the... I might applaud you, but I don't really care. Have you heard there's some interested, Jerry? Yeah, and 17 men. Do that, too. Whatever 17 you want. men and women? Jerry, I'm 50... I'm going to be 52. I don't, I don't have the energy for that. Live your life, Live, Al. damn it. No live. No judgment from me. Live. We can judge Luis Rojas, but no judgment from me. You're going to judge Michael Flegelman now. Um, You've always started these days with the new host with your review. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> You're bored of it. <laughs> I'm over these things. You know why? Because ev- everyone sounds the same. Yeah, he did a good it was sports fine. show. Yes, exactly. Right. Exactly. Nice, competent sports show for sure. Exactly. Nice, competent sports show. No did question. a better job than I could do solo for I sure. I disagree with that. I don't Stop disagree that. with that. I, I would not be able to pull this off solo. I've tuned uh. it in. I tuned him on at 2 when I first woke up. I put him on again at 4.30. He's speaking the things that I cannot speak by myself. All right. So good for him. But, again, like no, no one's standing out to me. They all have done good jobs. There you go. No stand out to me, Sal. Sal stands out. Right. I agree. So Sal stands out I think to me. I've always said this. I think Sal's one of the most underutil- underused, most talented people here. So until Sal gets a full-time gig, these other guys, going, men and women going on there, pointless. <laughs> Because they're not better than Sal. All right, fair. That is you know a what I'm very saying? fair so then point. They're not getting the job over Sal. I don't disagree with you. Will you listen at all next week to me and Sal? To you and Sal, I Jerry? know you totally usually check out. I normally check out, but I will listen to you and Sal. All right, well, that makes me feel good. I think my mother gets jealous when Sal hosts with you. That she thinks Sal's trying to sneak into my shift. You're off. I know, but I'm just saying, as a mother, that's what she thinks. I understand. Because she even is is Sal wearing your headset? <laughs> she was like very concerned that one she day. In your space. That Sal's in my is Sal <laughs> touching things on your desk when you're not there. <laughs> she sees another bald man. Well, at least the good thing is you like Sal. I love Sal. So it'd be even worse if you didn't like yeah. him. No, I like you Sal. You and your mom could team up against yeah, Sal. This Sal. I can't believe Jerry's putting Sal on. <laughs> Listen, how I, dare he? You tell your mom I asked for you Friday. Right. That was nice of you, Jerry. Right. Although I thought you were going to ruin my weekend when I saw that. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't have four hours of me, Jerry. It all went just fine. I do like, though, that all the, the new hosts do like a big, um, as if they're receiving some award at the end. They thank everybody. who uh, Thank you to the callers. Thank you to David and Spike for putting me on. Because they don't know thank if this you is it. for ready for hiring me. You got to come on and be like, it's about time you freaks finally put me on. <laughs> I do, and I better be back later on later this week, or you all aren't doing your jobs right. Like Keith, so Flegelman signs off. He may never do another show ever. He may never do it right. So he said it publicly. Right. Thank you. Thank you. But that's what I'm saying. Like you got to be like, I'll I'll be back. I know I'll be back. (laughs) I listened to the other stuff on the air. I'll be back. Put me on. Put me on. I hear you. I did just hit on uh, Twitter, Jerry. I like to see what's trending in the world, like what's going on, and. Uh, there is a, uh, I guess that was just released on Netflix. We talked briefly about it, maybe off the air, maybe on the podcast. There's a documentary about Bob Ross. I know, who I love. The painter. 
Yes. The guy who paints the little trees. I went to watch it last night. Really? I did, but it was... I couldn't watch them. I didn't. I'm like, you know what? I watched the first few innings of the Met game. I said, you know what? I'll watch the rest tomorrow morning. I got to do something else. So it was hard knocks with the Cowboys right. or Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. And I figured there's a better chance we're going to discuss, because I know G's been into the hard knocks. I figured there was a better chance we're going to discuss hard knocks today rather than Bob Ross. I figured maybe me and you would talk about Bob Ross down the road. Right. And I figured I would watch it sometime this weekend. So I didn't watch it yet. So I saw that. I, I believe we're in a situation of with a misleading headline. Okay, I hope so if this is bad. So the Netflix series is called, or it's not a series, documentary. It's called Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. I don't like this. But, so that makes it seem like Bob Ross betrayed someone and has greed. Right, 100%. So I went and I was reading all about it, and it turns out, Jerry. You have a bionic penis? It's a very misleading (laughs) headline. It is about how after Bob Ross passed, some company owns his name, and you see Bob Ross everything you now. You do, yeah. Bobbleheads, yeah. even socks, cartoons, cartoons, sure. He his family has no part of that. No kidding. Some Fugazi so company. So this documentary does it at least have him in it? Like the paintings. And I the think show so. Anything yeah, but, about but his yeah, life? but I think it's about how after he passed that this company owned all of his stuff. Interesting. And now they're just like exploiting. There's like Bob Ross everything. Yeah, it's kind of like when Prince passed away and his family just started putting out Prince albums every week. That must mean though someone signed something. Yeah. So sometimes uh, painters maybe he signed it. Right. That's the thing. You don't know. I mean, if if you own the rights to the Beatles. Because Paul McCartney signed it over to you. Are you not going to all of a sudden release Beatles stuff after yes, he passes? you're right. Like, why wouldn't you? Right. I'd have Paul McCartney shirts, Paul McCartney mugs, Paul McCartney calendars, Paul McCartney this, Paul, Paul McCartney dating sites. If you look like Paul McCartney, come date us. <laughs> I mean, whatever. A Paul McCartney looking dating site. Yeah. Interesting, Jerry. Or a Paul McCartney fan dating site. Like, yeah. It's not exploiting. It's, it's business. Right. But that's the thing. Painters, Jerry, are oftentimes not the best businessmen. Same well, with musicians, things like this. Like when, I like know. you look at all of them, Billy Joel, these guys Let all made terrible this, deals Let at me some ask point. You this, because people make terrible deals. So you have, let's say, and we'll get to the Mets in a second. They're disgusting. Sure, will I mean, Jerry? Just disgusting. You're disgusted night. by them, and I, you know, whatever. I might just talk about it for four hours. Um, so let's say you've done all your parody songs. Mm-hmm. Let's say at some point you decide, you know what? I'm 52. Screw this radio stuff. I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I've learned the piano. I know I can sing. Yeah, It's kind of goofy, but people like it. I'm going to see if someone likes it enough to want to sign me. And you get to a point where you're really going nowhere. Yeah, you can make $150 every right. Friday night in a club or whatever, however much they make, $1,000, whatever it is. But all of a sudden, a record producer comes to you and says, listen, I think we can do something here, but... We're going to split it. Like, you're going to get 50%. I'm going to get 50%. And if it works, you're going to be richer than you can ever imagine. And if it doesn't, I took the shot. I lose. And all of a sudden, you're worth a gazillion dollars. But you're paying some guy half of it. Right. But he took the risk and put you on the map. Yeah, you'll see this on Shark Tank a you lot, do. right? Where people be like, well, people be like, uh, I'll, I'll make you this deal, but I want uh, 30%. Right. And people are like, I'm not going to take it. And then the other sharks would be like, you have nothing now. If you make $2 million, 30% of that's pretty good. Meaning 70, you're going to keep yeah, this yeah, pretty yeah, damn yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But then we look at it like they're a shark themselves yes. for taking your money, but without them, you might not nothing. have done anything. 
Yeah, it's a weird. So I wonder, I don't know. When you talk about painters and artists, it's like they kind of need them to get where they want to go. But then it's like they get where they want to go. And it's like, wait a minute, why are you taking my money? Yes. Well, they helped you create it. So I may check that out still. All right. I'm in. Bob Ross, happy accidents, betrayal, and greed. I did I did listen to um, Kelly, only because we're talking about this, Kelly Clarkson with Stern. God knows when this interview was because he doesn't work anymore. Um, fascinating because I just watched the Clive Davis documentary. She, I can't think of the name of the song. She's got one song that became a major hit, a slow song that became a major hit that she had to fight with him. She had to get her oh, yes, attorney. I saw this. Yeah, to allow her to basically record the thing because the main reason she said Clive Davis wouldn't let her do the song, it didn't rhyme. Now, why do I bring this up? Because back in the day, while I did not disagree with him at all, Craig used to say, you want to make a hit song? Make it rhyme. That's what all the record producers like. Right. I'm like, come on, is it that simple? Well, Clive Davis thinks so. Make it rhyme. I thought that was very interesting. Songs and poems have to rhyme. These poems we used to read sometimes in English class, they didn't rhyme. I was like, what is this? Right. It's just a bunch of paragraphs. Just a bunch of paragraphs. Jerry, you seem very angry with the Mets. Well. Do you want to start fresh on the other side with the Mets? Um, do you, if you want, would you like to do that? Uh, yes, because here's what I want to talk about with the Mets. Not only the game, Jerry, but I listened to Luis Rojas on with yes. Carton and Roberts yesterday. Yes, which I have not got to yet. Interesting. I want to discuss that in particular. In particular, Evans. Okay. Line All right. So when we come, let's do this. We'll take a break and we come All back. Right. We'll go through the game and then Al will break down the pregame conversation. Yeah. Uh, and everything that led into it and where the Mets are, which is essentially nowhere. Uh, last train to Nowheresville. That's where they are. Anyhow, 514. We're just getting started. And everybody's back. Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock right here on The Fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, 20 after 5. Hello. My name is not Craig. We are Al and Jerry. We take it to 6 o'clock. Boomer and Geo then. Al is rocking out. You know why? Because he's off tomorrow and he's fired up. How do you want it? So can't you hear me knocking? First well, of all, let me tell you this about the – I listened to Carton Roberts yesterday. Right. Let so me let's start do it in there. sequence. I like it. So they got to talk to Luis Rojas. Yes. And I got to tell you, Evan was very aggressive. Evan's an angry Met fan right now. He was an, He started right off yeah. about batting practice, and he goes something like, uh, were they able to hit your fastball because they can't hit anybody else? It just start off like very aggressive. In fact, Craig laid back, which I thought was interesting in the beginning because Evan was so annoyed yeah. as a Mets fan. And then after the interview, they came back from a break, and Craig's like, I don't think I want to do those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Evan's like, yeah, what's the point? He doesn't say anything. I know. He's he a nice sounds, guy. I he's know. a super nice guy. He sounds like I would just love to have a video in his office while he's dialing the number. Going like, like oh. ah. Yeah. You're damn right that's what like, they do. You hear... You could tell when he, hi, guys. He does not want to do this. <laughs> Monroe. Monroe. Cosmic cow. So, yeah. I, I actually think when things are going well, they don't want to do yes. it. I think they do it because it's easy money, and I think it's probably a good way to get your word out to the fans, and you hope you don't have times like this, like they're going through right now. I also think that it stops you from, like, if you get other radio requests, you can just true. go, oh, we do an exclusive. That, well, that is very true, and it, it shuts the door and shuts them down immediately. Yeah. It, well, yeah, I mean, the one thing I know about Evan is he cares about the Mets and Nets, to me, even more than the Jets, more than anybody I know. And so whether it had been Kenny Atkinson in the past – whether it would have been Jason Kidd back in the past, you know, when he was the coach of the Nets briefly, now Luis Rojas, Mickey Ka- I mean, he gets angry. And, you know, he's watched, and I'm, this is not an exaggeration, he's watched every pitch of every single Met game this year, every single one. So he's invested, and plus he puts his money where his mouth is because he spends a lot of money on season tickets every single year. So he's got the right to do that, and I totally understand that. I will go through some of it, I haven't got to it yet because I was doing the Rojas thing. So let's get to this disgrace of a game. Now, there's a whole bunch here. And yes, for sure, we can, and we will. Rojas is moving the seventh, inexcusable. Fair enough, even though he'll give you the reasons why. How about the, you know, when Javi Baez wants to stretch a single into a double in Los Angeles and he barely makes it, great base running. For sure, great, great aggressive base running. Can you explain to me, though, did you see the second inning at all in the highlight package when he's first and second, nobody out, line drive at the center field, head down and runs? Where are you going? And, you know, Gary, to their credit, Gary, Keith, and Ron, they're like, well, he thought it was a single off the bat, and he's, you know what I think? I think he thought there were two outs because the ball's hit. He never looks. He just goes, and he's turning third as if, like, well, there's two outs. I'm going to run. Oh, but, I mean, just awful. And then Conforto gets doubled off in the fourth inning. So right then and there, you've got two spots where they ran themselves out of what could have been bigger innings. And then you get to the seventh inning with Taiwan Walker where I get it third time through. Oh, blah, 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 blah. He was cruising, Jerry. Holy Lord. Walker said it best in his postgame press conference. What really annoys me is that when I came into this league, there's no thought of coming out in that game because you're at 74 pitches. Routinely, we went into the hundreds. That was the job of a starting pitcher. Go deep into games. You only go to the reliever when I'm done or I'm at 110. He goes, this is the way baseball is now, and it sucks. So 74 pitches, first and second. Oh, by the way, not his fault because Jonathan VR can't field a ground ball at third base. And then Jeff McNeil's head's on a swivel, can't find a pop-up, can, it, it drops in no man's land. So you got a guy who's given up one legit hit all night. Yep, take him out. And I get it. Aaron Loop's been good. But at some point, don't you got to trust what you're actually saying? Uh, Gelb's asked a great question, which I will play at 630, where he was a, he didn't say this. But if you read between the lines, he basically said, hey, Luis, are you watching what we were watching? Because his question was essentially, with the like, we get it. First and second, seventh inning, fine. Loop's been good, but with the way he's pitching, doesn't he deserve the chance 
to get out of that. A double play and everything changes. And the answer's like, well, no, Loopy's been great, and we made up our mind first and second. Nobody out in Crawford up where, he, where he's done. Like, So, I, listen, I have not been on the side of fire Luis Rojas. I haven't. But last night's a bad one. It really is a bad one for a team that needed to win desperately. I mean, what's the point even watching? I saw a thing uh, Darren from the seven line put out there. Well, like, will Luis be fired this weekend? I I feel like that's not even on the table. I think it might be because they've gone through this stretch. They are two and 10 in these 13 games. I have no confidence they're going to win tonight. Um, Who knows? Maybe they will. But if they end up going two and 11, they have gone from four or five games in front to seven or eight games. Well, the Phillies lost. I don't know what the Braves did. But six and a half, seven games out, they're nowhere near the wild card race. And, yeah, they've they've been injured, but they've got enough talent on this team. They don't. Even last night, yeah, the seventh inning sucks. And you had to, to me, you had to give Walker his chance. But can somebody hit the baseball? I mean, it, they're just bad. Base running, bad. Approach, bad. Bad. They don't hit. It's 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 nothing. There's nothing there. So at some point, something's got to give, and it it might be him. I could see it. One of the other things that was in, that in his interview last night or yesterday uh, with Cartner Roberts, they asked him about giving uh, uh, what's his name a uh, the, the, uh, day off already. He was back one day. Lindor. Francisco Lindor. What he the goes hell? Like this. He goes. Well, listen, it's his first nine inning game. Oh my god. <laughs> But I don't. But it, all right, I don't think that's on him though. I think that comes from the top. Like, all right, you got Lindor back now. Give him a break. Now he did pinch hit and did he did go into the game and he had two at bats. And of course, what did he do? The Mets have the ninth inning is fascinating because you get a you get was it a walk uh, or the error was it, whatever it was. They had fir- a man on first and you get a pop up to center field. Center fielder and the left fielder collide. They drop the ball first and second. One out is going. Here we go. Here comes Lindor. What's he do? Swings first pitch. Pop up first base. Like, God almighty, just awful. And then Alonzo, I like, because, you know, I come in, and, you know, I watch, like, the last four or five innings when I get here. And so I see the first thing I do is I like to look at the rundown. See, all right, did they have any chance? So I go to the ninth inning, and I see uh, bases loaded after the walk, and Alonzo comes up, and it says in the box, line out. I'm like, oh, tell me he ripped one to, like, the second baseman or something, and they're just bad luck. No, off the fifth, a little blooper. I mean, you could have made the catch, and so could I have. I mean, God, just terrible. Yeah, that felt more like a pop-up. It was, yeah, it was nothing. It was not a line-out. It was nothing. And if you look in the rundown, it says line-out. No, he didn't line out nothing. Just terrible. And yet all the excitement. And you, Lindor's been bad. I mean, his offense is just terrible. So who would they even put in the spot of Luis Rojas if they got rid of him? Like, who's... Uh, you who do you put slide someone, in there? I don't know. You'd put someone on the staff that would have to finish out, I would think. I mean, you could make uh, who's the Eddie? Who's the third? Uh, Gary DeSarcina, probably. Gary DeSarcina, right? Isn't he the third Never base heard coach? Of him. I'm pretty sure. Sure, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not Razor Shine. No, he's long <laughs> gone. Your third base coach for life. No, it's not Razor Shine. Why don't we throw someone from the '86 Mets in there? Bring Terry Promo- Collins back to finish the season. Promote that. They put documentary. him on SNY all the time. Yeah, throw him out there. Well, you could throw Ron Darling down there, although I think he likes his little gig. No, oh, they love the broadcasting so, gig. They would slide somebody over to finish the season if. They did that. And then here's what you got. If you're a Met fan, here's what you want, I think. This is what you would want. Go find Theo Epstein and pay him whatever he wants. Franchise is yours. Let's go. Go do what you did in Boston and Chicago and find us a manager, whether it's Carlos Beltran. You want to try that again? There's no reason why you can't when everybody else is playing and managing again. Or, you know, I 
The one name that still intrigues me, but I and I would say you worry about the game passing him by, except then you see what LaRusse is doing in Chicago, and we may have made fun of him in April, but who's laughing now? That team's pretty damn good. You know, Buck Walter's sitting there. You know, it's like, my God. Like, why wouldn't you? So you want Theo Epstein. Well, I wanted Joe Girardi. That's what I wanted a couple of years ago. Buck Walter. It's intriguing. Could you imagine? So let's take this now to the football side of things. I said right. to Boomer yesterday or the day before that. The Jets had a, had a decision to make. Do you trust that Sam Darnold is going to hit his stride this year and go forward with Sam Darnold and use that number two pick to either trade and and glom picks or go for a different position star player? Or do you go and get Zach Wilson like they did? And you see the difference. Like the fan base, even though they're not expecting a big year this year, they're fired up to watch Zach Wilson, and it seems like a new start. If you had Sam Darnold here, yeah, you brought Salah in, but you think the Jet fan will be excited? No. Okay. No excitement. So now if I tell you, let's say the Mets finish out this crappy season because of the way it's tanked, let's say you go into the offseason, and if I told you in November – the Mets hired Theo Epstein and Buck Showalter. Would you have excitement going into next year? Yes. I mean, I don't I don't know who the other up-and-coming, or even it was Beltron as a manager, but Theo Epstein's running the team. Yeah, Theo Epstein would You'd get people very fired excited. Up. Fired up, Jerry. Yeah, and you would forget about this mess very quickly. Absolutely. And that would be Steve Cohen putting his money where his mouth is. Put your money where your mouth is. So, did we handle that right? Yes, mess? you did, Jerry. You nailed it. Interesting. I just, I mean, it's amazing how this season has just fallen apart. And so quickly. Yeah. Even though we saw it coming from a mile away. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've lost games that just make you scratch. The way, you know how the Yankees had some of those miserable losses? This is what some of these have been. This is what the Mets are doing. Yeah. Not maybe to the extent of, you know, blowing four and five runs leading in the eighth and ninth inning. But, oh, how about, how about the Orioles? What did they do? Oh, they finally they won. won a game, yeah. And they were trailing by, like, I think they were losing 6-2 or something. They lost 19 straight, I believe, Jay. Yeah. And they, they won a game. Hey. They came back. Good for you. Yeah, good for them. Oh, good for you. So, all right, let's take a break. Good we'll reset. You. It's enough. I also saw Jerry Jacob DeGrom played catch, so that's super exciting. That's always comical to me. Stupid. I got a headline. DeGrom plays catch. Yeah. Great. I played catch yesterday. <laughs> I didn't see one headline about that, Jerry. <laughs> no, neither did I. Nothing. All right. We got more to go. <laughs> we are halfway home here in the warm-up show until 6. Boomerang Geo then on the fan. Don't go away. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This was a great summer song, Jerry. Absolutely. We need upbeat today, because if you're a Mets fan, you want to vomit. Although the Yankees are great. They play tonight. Yankees play the A's, Jerry. Yeah, 9.45, not too late. The the Frenchman, Jameson Tyler. He's not French. Be on the mound for the Yankees. Are you a fan of Caprillion? I never heard of him. He was a former Yankee prospect. 
Caprillion. James Caprillion. He'll be pitching for the A's this yes, evening. Correct. I think he's like I think he's healthy for like the first time in his career. James Caprillion. You know. uh, or <laughs> never mind. It's Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, A's pitcher James Caprillion. <laughs> taking the mound. <laughs> that really gets you excited. <laughs> James Crapillion. What's that? Crap. Crapillion. Uh, oh, James Caprillion. <laughs> yes. For the A's, nine forty. Do the A's do the A's still play in that stadium yeah, where the Dumpy Coliseum, where the uh, bathrooms back up? I listen. I've never gone to a game there. I and don't they know. floods with uh, sewage. Well, here's the good news for the A's: sewage. Mm-hmm. Even as good as they are, no one goes to watch them. No so, one goes. I don't know if they have those issues until you get to the playoffs when people actually – they tarp the whole upper deck there. Oh, yes, I have seen that. Because no one goes. No one cares. No, no one cares. You mentioned the Hard Knocks, Jerry. Uh, I did see a uh, synopsis of what went on on Hard yeah. Knocks, and uh, th- there was a thing about how Dak Prescott's afraid of people in costumes. I didn't get – see, I watched most of it last yeah. night. I didn't – oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I did when they were in the quarterback room. Yes. I didn't understand the whole conversation. What I, what he was saying, I believe, Jerry, is that uh, you know how like around Halloween time they do these uh, haunted mazes, yeah. haunted corn maze, and there's actual real people that yeah. will try to scare you with chainsaws and things? His whole point, and I, I, I'm with him on this one, is that's a perfect place for an actual murderer sure to is. go yeah. because you think it's a fake chainsaw or he's not going to kill you, but what if he just decides to kill you? Next thing you know, you're dead. You're dead, and right. people think it's part of the show. You're right. So he's not interested. Nor in am I. Me neither. Nor am I. Decorating I their butt cheeks for Halloween. Yep. Well, you could Decorating do that. their butt cheeks for Halloween. Jerry. I don't remember how that came up. There was That was the part in, the, um, in last night's episode or two nights ago where the audio was low, and I'm like, I think I had the volume to like 70 on the TV. And like, still couldn't hear it? Yeah, it was very – well, yeah, it was difficult. They were but. talking about it uh, and mascots, that he doesn't like mascots either because right. you can't see who's inside. and Maybe they're a creeper. This is my costume. I'm playing a 50-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's what I'm going for this Halloween, Jerry. I didn't care for the episode. It was fine. Like, yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. It just it wasn't very exciting, although I think you're the one that told me about it. The drone footage? Yeah. Was awesome. Yeah, they like, have cool drone footage. There. I feel like I went through the entire facility. It was I, great. I love a drone. Gina one time bought a drone, like legitimately like a four hundred dollar drone, yeah. and uh, we were out. We were out on the beach. Uh-oh. Yeah, off season, like probably in September, October, and uh, she flew the she flew the drone out. Didn't want to go too close to the water, and then brought it back. I said, "Fly it out over the water. It'll come back. You know, the same way it just came back. Now you get some footage and come back." It went out over the water. It paused, <laughs> then <laughs> dropped right into the ocean. <laughs> Ruined. Now is that because she was too far the range, or did she just miscontrol it? I don't know. These, yeah, I don't know. Was, we didn't have enough experience with it to be doing that. Because Craig gave me once. He gave me. He's like, "Oh, your boys will love this." He gave me a parrot drone. Yeah. Which it was awesome. There's no question about it until I crashed it into the neighbor's house. Right. And then, boom, and it broke into pieces. But what was neat about it was the range. Like, once I got the hang of it, it was like it was flying, not around the neighborhood, not nothing crazy like that, but it was three, four houses down. And then Kim at one point goes, Isn't that like an invasion of privacy? Like, you know, what if someone's in a bikini swimming in their pool and you got the drone over. I'm like, it's a very good point. I don't <laughs> That'd be know. So great. Next thing you knew, I, I crashed it right into the side of the house. 
What if I did got a drone and just put it out over Bradley Beach? You're yeah. enough of a creep. I don't think we need that. <laughs> women are in their bikinis and three feet above the brrrr, just the drone hanging out. I wouldn't do that. I might have. And then this voice goes, uh, could you please turn over? <laughs> so you seem to be tanning on this side. Maybe it's time to flip over and tan on the other. <laughs> just take my drone all around oh. town. I wonder if the police would shoot that down. Not shoot it down, but bat they, it down. Uh, yeah, I think they look to see, like, who's controlling this drone. Yeah. But some of them have, like, really far range. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's a, and they're very pricey. And the ones that they're using on these broadcasts, and, like, in the Cowboy, uh, the HBO documentary, or the Hard Knock show, like, it is incredible how clear and how fast they move and how well you can control them. So in the what you told me about, and I saw it last night, this drone comes up the whole, like the main strip of Frisco where the facility is. And the controller is so precise that it takes it right through the pickup truck. And the guy opens the door, goes through the door, but then it's weaving like it. Fascinating. Yeah, me. I think they have gotten better as far as controlling them than a couple years ago when I dropped it into the ocean. <laughs> I think it's a little easier to control. Also, I think the more expensive the drone is, the better well, the... It's like anything. Yeah. The, the, the more you pay for something, yeah. usually the better it is. But a lot of times now, you can even like just computerize latitude and longitude and where you want it to go, and really? it like goes there. Creepy. Cool, cool, but creepy. Pretty cool. Jerry, I see the uh, Denver Broncos have named Teddy Bridgewater the starting quarterback. And who do they play week one? The Giants. That's right. I'm going to say right now, Broncos win. I know. you're. That's a you're, Broncos win. I'm telling you, uh, you're you're not high on the Giants. I am not high on the Giants. I am at two and three after five games for the Giants. And they're at two and three. Then you're writing down five losses right off the bat before you even get to the second part of the season. Yeah, because they got those two road games in Kansas City and in Tampa. I'm just not falling for it like I do every year. Where I go, oh yes, the Giants—they've got it together this year. No, well, maybe this will be the year then that they get it together. If you're maybe because I'm right, because I'm not buying. I suppose that's possible. I always like Teddy Bridgewater. Well, he, listen, his trajectory was up until he got hurt. Yeah. You know, he was playing well. It's, you know, we'll see. I I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the football season, but I'm also coming to the realization. It, and I know it's only one extra week. It just feel when I look at the dates and I see regular season games ending where they're ending, like, holy smokes, a long season. Long season, Jerry. Yeah. Then I also saw that Saquon Barkley missed practice yesterday for personal matter. Yeah, he was excused, I believe. Yeah, he was excused. He'll be back today. I'm dying to know what it is. That's how nosy I am. I don't. Why? Because I'm not being told what it is. I need now. I want to know. Maybe he had an appointment with a urologist. Penis doctor. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe I would have said that, about this, and I can't. Sibling. I can't make the practice. I have to go see the penis doctor. <laughs> is that what you used to tell? The uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, <laughs> when you weren't there on a Wednesday. I can't cover practice today. Hey Warren Sapp, <laughs> how about this guy? <laughs> He's going to the penis doctor. <laughs> That's the guy I threw into the locker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I just now because I'm not being told what it is. I want to know what it is. Yeah, I always just think it's something salacious. Even though you're not all that interested. No, but because it... like at the end of the day, you don't care about Saquon Barkley no. or the Giants. No, I am interested in Saquon Barkley though because all the Giants fans. We're so excited about that pick, sure. even though we were all saying that really running backs, it's not like it used to be. 
And everyone's like, oh, that's Saquon pick. And then, you know, they'd lose nine games in a row, yeah. but he'd run for 120 yards. They'd be like, how about that Saquon pick? Like, yeah, they're still losing. Even like Christian McCaffrey. The Panthers haven't exactly set the world on fire. Right. And he's as dynamic a player as there is. They're not as big a difference maker as the as my quarterback. Yeah, for sure. So I am so but so I am interested in Saquon Barley and the fact that he's hurt and I feel like he's gonna get hurt again. I just wanna know, like, why'd you need the day off? I'm a little nosy. Would that be inappropriate to ask if I went to Giants camp today? Uh yes, because I'm sure he if he doesn't address it, yeah, I think he'll say personal. Shut up. That's what I think. When you say personal, did you go to the penis doctor? <laughs> Oh, I'd love to see you ask that question. <laughs> you say Baba Booey after that? <laughs> I'll do it like Stuttering John. Oh, let me ask you. Saquon, big fan. <laughs> so let me ask you. It would be a good way to get your uh, credential revoked. It would. I'd get in the news, though. Uh, you probably would, I'd yes. be in the newspapers. I could see Larry Brown writing about that. Who's right? Larry Brown? Isn't that the, the website you like, Larry Brown oh, Sports? Oh, Larry Brown Sports, yeah. yeah. I never really go to that, but I'm aware of it. Barstool could write about it. Yep. You'd be a hero, Al. Yeah. Oh, I drove past the uh, the hero field yesterday. Which is uh, what? Where is this at? With the dog and oh, where, where you used I, to live. Where I uh, broke up a dog fight Correct. from my window. We drove by. I said, boys, that's where Al became a hero. That's where I became a hero. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and I see Trevor Lawrence already got the starting job in Jacksonville. Well, do we really think they were going to go with Gardner Minshew? Maybe. No, come on. Minshew uh, mania running wild. No, you don't take the number one overall pick. Unless Minshew in the preseason had nine touchdowns, zero interceptions, and was 21-24, there was no chance. Do you think they'll let him if he's, like, terrible for three straight games? I mean, like, terrible. Will we see Minshew mania running wild? I think it depends wild? on why is he terrible. So it's kind of like what you just said about the running back and the quarterback. It's funny how teams can't figure it out. Like, to me, I'd rather have a great defensive team. The problem is we've seen that, but if you've got a terrible quarterback and no offense, you can't win. Then you got a team that's got a great quarterback, no defense, can't win. You know, are are they 0-3 and, and is he bad because guys are dropping balls all over the place? Is he getting, is he running for his life? It depends on how you get there. You can be 0-3 and, and still look the part yes. and be playing well. Correct. So I think there's a lot that goes into it other than just the record. Minshew mania running wild. Yeah. And uh, the Jets lost another defensive guy, although I don't know. Was this guy supposed to be a starter? This Vinny Curry? I don't know the answer to that, but I know he was going to contribute for sure. He was uh, diagnosed with a rare blood disorder and then had his spleen taken out. Yeah, I was reading this, and I thought his career was over, and then I read his, his statement. He's planning on, doctors say, full recovery, and he plans to be back next season. And I hope I hope so. Did Chris Sims ever come back after his spleen situation? I think yes. so. Yeah, yeah, see, and he had his removed during a game. Yeah, I, well. By well, a defensive well, well, player. Actually, it wasn't during the game. They took him to the hospital. The <laughs> no, they, but I'm saying. They actually they, gave him last rites. Yeah. They dislodged his spleen during a game. Which is unbelievable. And Gruden told him, get back out there. My God. Let's take a break. Get back out there and take some snaps <laughs> for this Buccaneers team. And give us your sp- turn your spleen in when you get into the locker. <laughs> turn <room>. your spleen. <laughs> <laughs> give Five, us your spleen. Five fifty two. We'll come back. Wrap things up. Boomer and Geo at six right now on Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence talking about a baseball game that started oh about ten p.m. and ended not too long ago. Talking Dodgers Padres. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, a couple more minutes. Get you to Boomer and Geo. Mets lost. You got the Yankees and A's tonight. Yankees try to make it 12 in a row. Al. Do you think they get a Jerry 12 in a row, yes or no? Yes. You do? They do. How far do you think they go? I think they 15. lose tomorrow. 
Oh, okay, so you think they'll hit 12 in a row and then lose on the unlucky Although 13. Although I said I thought they wouldn't lose the rest of the season, so I guess they will win. Right. They'll sweep. They'll uh, sweep the A's? All right. I'll put you down for I, that, Jerry. I'm going to say the they A's. will take three or four this weekend. All right. But you think they lose tomorrow night, Friday? Yeah, I don't even know who's pitching. Feel good Friday. I'm just going with they're going to win tonight. I see that the uh, Jets have hired Matt Cavanaugh, a senior offensive assistant, Jerry, where at first I was like, what ifs? And then I saw that he was with the Jets during the Mark Sanchez era as the quarterback's coach. Mark Sanchez was not bad here, Jerry. Mark Sanchez was fine. He Would you say pretty good? Mark Sanchez was fine. Oh, so that's below pretty good. No, I mean, he was he was a good, a little bit above average quarterback. Took him to two AFC championship yeah. games. But that team was built on defense. I wonder how much he thinks about that, Mark Sanchez, like today. Oh. Come on, Sanchez. We think you're great. Come on. Showed up in GQ. Now you line up your dates. New York Jets fans had a long time to wait. It looks like you may be the one. I think he could have been. We better. got a QB, but he's young. I don't think they. <laughs> what a I don't think. Dumb... I, I, stupid. That was fun. I don't think they allowed him to flourish. Yeah. I think they held him back. Maybe this Matt Cavanaugh will allow. allow Zach Wilson to flourish. Well, you here. better hope so you because better. if you get this one wrong, I mean, yeah, Jesus, no, then, we we're talking twenty thirty before we they can't. Oh my God, we can't. You, I, I know, I know. Trust me, this is Joe's thing and has been for years. Yeah, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York and Odyssey Station, your official station to talk Jets. The Fan on one hundred one nine FM and the Odyssey app.